Hello from the newsroom of the Financial Times in London. I'm Katie Martin. Researchers in the US have for the first time constructed intelligible synthetic speech using the computer processing of human brain activity in a significant step towards creating technology that can read people's thoughts. Madamita Murger talks to our science editor Clive Cookson about how they did this. You've just heard a computer simulated speech representing the numbers 0 to 9. It's not very clear, but in tests, scientists have found that people could understand and even repeat the sounds about 75% of the time. Let's listen again. These sounds were constructed using a computer which processed human brain activity, a significant step towards reading people's thoughts. So, Clive, who were these scientists and how exactly have they managed to do this? They're a team of neuroengineers at Columbia University in New York. It was quite a complicated procedure, but essentially what they did was took epilepsy patients whose skull was partially removed for reasons to do with their illness. But they were asked to, and they volunteered, to have a special electrode put on top of their brain, which listened out to the electrical activity. As they listened to people saying particular word sequences, like the numbers we've heard, then that electrical activity was processed through a neural network, through an AI, and it produced that sequence of words. Now again, these are the sounds produced by the brain activity of someone listening to a sequence of numbers. The big step which they want to make next is to apply it so that it can be used for people wishing to speak, so that if I've lost my voice through illness or injury, this sort of technology can give me back my voice. It's fascinating that this is even possible today. But I guess the first thing that comes to mind is how similar is what happens in our brain when we're listening versus what's happening in our brain when we want to speak? Are the two things connected? Are they parallel? What is the exact breakthrough there? Well, neuroscientists say that there is a mirror between the brain activity when you listen to words and the brain activity when you try to speak those words. But the latter, speaking, is much more complicated because there's not only the auditory cortex in the brain, which processes sound, but also when you're speaking, there's the motor context because you have to activate your mouth, your vocal cords, etc. And attempts to record the brain activity of people trying to speak haven't succeeded. So these researchers at Columbia University decided to simplify the problem and take the auditory part and they hope that they'll be able to extend it. But it is a bit of a leap, I agree. Yeah, I mean, it's still a fascinating thing to hear it back from a computer and be able to decode it as humans from one end to the other. Is this the first research of its kind that has had this type of significant success or have there been others along the way? There have been other groups trying to crack this problem because it would obviously be a huge help to health and medical care because there are hundreds of thousands of people who've lost their voice 
through neurological disease or injury to the vocal cords or the tongue. This is the first one that has produced clear, intelligible sounds that can be listened to and understood by non-experts, yes. So this is, of course, decoding people's thoughts for speech, but there have been some quite successful efforts in trying to decode people's desire and ability to move. Could you talk a little bit about the effort there? Yes, there have been some spectacular successes in implanting electrodes into the brains of people who are completely or partially paralysed, decoding those brain waves and then using them to drive either a robotic arm, if they can't move their arms at all. And there was a spectacular case of a woman in America who had been paralysed for many years and who was able to pick up a drink and bring it to her lips. Very moving. In other places, EPFL in Lausanne, the university there has produced a system where quadriplegic people can control their wheelchairs. But it is much easier to decode an intention to move than it is to decode an intention to speak. Yes, exactly. I actually visited Kathy, the woman in America, the paralysed woman who lifted that coffee cup to her lips and spent some time with her. And it's amazing to see it in real time. It must be. What was she like? She's amazing. She's obviously been experimented on for a long time, but she's very, very open to innovation and new ideas. Otherwise, I think it'd be hard to test out all these different things. And a big part of her success is her desire to want it to work. So it was really amazing to look at her actually working with the robotic arm. She was pretty delightful. What would be the next step for this type of speech work? Do you think people are going to start wanting to read each other's minds, even if they can speak and they don't have any particular problems? I think the next step will be to transfer the decoding of electrical activity in the brain from listening to speaking itself. At the moment, you can have a voice if you can't speak, but that relies on either a keyboard if your hands are mobile, or if you're pretty completely paralysed, there are some amazing systems which will use your sort of facial movements, or even the flutter of your eyelids, that can move a cursor over a screen. So artificial voices are available to people, but this would be a much better way of doing it. And also there's a lot of research into improving the quality of the voice itself, If you know you're going to have an operation, for example, where you might lose your voice, there are ways of recording your voice in a wide variety of circumstances so that when you then have an artificial voice, a synthetic voice, it'll really sound like you rather than the sort of Stephen Hawking type, totally synthetic voice. The robot voice. And... There are actually some private entrepreneurs, business people who are trying to solve this parallel to research organisations. In your piece, you talked about Elon Musk and his company that's trying to create a human artificial mega consciousness. What do we know about that? We know very little about Elon Musk's Neuralink company because they have been very, very secretive. I mean, it sounds insanely ambitious. What he wants to do, apparently, is to link artificial intelligence into the brain. 
supercharging the human brain with computer intelligence. I'm not expecting that to produce any results anytime soon, but who knows? Um, and in the meantime, are you hopeful about us being able to decode human thoughts into speech? So that next step that the researchers at Columbia will be looking into, or do you think that's many years to come? I think it might move quite quickly, and they used an electronic array on the skull. Another way to do it, at least in a laboratory session, is to use some of the brain scanning techniques like fMRI. That might produce useful results for research, but it's not going to produce something that can be used widely in medical practice because those machines are multi-million dollar instruments. Well, we'll look forward to following the progress of those researchers and hopefully in not too distant future you'll be writing about us decoding our thoughts into real words. Thank you very much, Clive. Thanks, Madhu. That was Madamita Merger, our European technology correspondent, talking to Clive Cookson, our science editor. We'll be back with another news feature tomorrow. In the meantime, if you're not already a subscriber and would like to discover more FT content, do take a look at our latest subscription offer at ft.com offer. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com.